In a world filled with information, where do you turn to get straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Lock it in to the longest-running financial talk show in Arkansas and let us help you build the bridge between information and application. Real financial change begins right here, and it starts with you. It's showtime! It is the universal question in personal finance. What's my number? Everybody's got one and a lot of people obsess over it. On today's show, we unveil the real number that drives your retirement. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. And welcome to another edition of the Get Ready for the Future show, live from Wealth headquarters in beautiful downtown Bryant, Arkansas. We are live today with a, a, a kind of a mix of, of characters on the show today. Uh, yeah. Client service specialist Shannon uh, Wood is here with us today, as is Tim Key from our West Little Rock office. Good to see you guys. Well, it's good to be here, John. Yes. Good to be anywhere these days, yeah, right? Absolutely. And Candace Stanley, my work partner here at uh, the Wealth Bryant office, we're here to dive in uh, today on retirement investments and your money. And guys, I think if we get any question from uh, a brand new prospect or a brand new client uh, of GenWealth, they want to know, what's my number? How much money do I need to have accumulated up over my lifetime so I can retire okay? Tim, I know that you've dealt with this question a lot with people, and and they just kind of look at you funny when you tell them it's really not about the big number, it's about the small one. Absolutely. It's often times that they come in and they just want to see if they do have enough. I mean, what is my number that I can retire? And it's a lot more than just that big number. It is, what is your monthly income in retirement need to be? And once we have that number, then we can look at Social Security, any pension payments, anything else that you might have, and then be able to kind of back engineer into what number does that need to be at the end when you're able to retire. Shannon, I know that, uh, you know, as a a guy who's been in the work world uh, for a number of years, you get used to living on that paycheck. And in reality, you're really just kind of extending that paycheck when you are retired. You have to create a paycheck, but you're not working for it. That's exactly right. You you really, you need to look at your retirement as you're going to be getting a paycheck. So you've got to set yourself up for that long term. You don't, you know, we don't know how long we have. And so you've got to, you've got to be prepared prepared for that. And Candace, I, you know, the, I know people struggle with this concept of uh, there's got to be some lump sum of money where I'm okay. I guess, it, you know, $5 million, you're probably in, in pretty good shape, but not that many people are going to have that opportunity to accumulate enough wealth that they could not spend all the money that it would generate. So it really is about your monthly budget and what your needs and wants are. Yeah. So the answer to that question is relative and it's unique to every individual, right? Does it matter, you know, that there might be this big, lump sum, the magic number out there. What is it that you're going to need and what do you want to do when you retire, when you want to quit work but still receive a paycheck? When Scott Inman is here, he talks about the fact that that people want to go sometimes to Paris, France, and sometimes people want to go to Paris, Arkansas when they retire. I'm not real sure why uh, you yeah. ever want to go to Paris, Arkansas. No offense to Paris or anything of that well, nature. It's just not like... Mount Magazine up that way? Well, it could right? be. I, yeah, guess, yeah, yeah. I guess it could be uh, you know something along those lines. It's just not on the top 10 destinations sure. in John's world anyway. <laughs> I'll probably get an invitation from the mayor now from, Very like uh, right. from Paris. Or, or a, a, some sort of letter. Yeah, <laughs> some sort of letter. <laughs> Fan mail. Yes. We'll call it that. Fan, Fan mail. mail. Uh, but the question behind the question really is you have to think about what are your, your needs in retirement and what are your wants in retirement. And I like to tell people when they come in and they talk about here's the, all the money that I've accumulated – the question is, what do we need this money to do, and what do we want this money to do? Right. We really want to be able to make sure we have that guaranteed monthly income coming in that are going to meet those monthly expenses that we know we're going to have. And that's really just buying our dignity in retirement, that we know we're going to have that check um, coming from whatever source it may be, Social Security, from your retirement accounts, from your IRAs, and that money is going to be in your mailbox or likely directly deposited to your bank account. And then you're going to be able to make sure that you have your monthly expenses covered. 
And that's really the first thing we're buying is we're buying our dignity. Absolutely. And then the second thing, Candace, that you've got to buy is your your independence. And when I think about independence, I think about it in in two key areas. One is to be able to do what you want. Uh, and that doesn't necessarily mean extravagance, but it does mean that you do have some time in retirement and some money in retirement to fund the fun things. Mm-hmm. The fun things, but also not be a burden to your children either. Uh, a lot of folks may not mind that. You know, some cultures, that's acceptable. <laughs> okay. But there's a lot of us that don't want to be a burden to our children. So we want to have that independence to be able to do what we want to do and not have to push that over to those guys. And I think the key here, folks, is that you have to think about this in terms of planning. Uh, nothing starts without a plan. You can't just stack up money and hope somehow that it's all going to work out. As we're fond of saying here at GenWealth, hope is not a plan. A plan is something in which you sit down and logically work through some details of what it is that you're needing to do and what it is that you're wanting to do and try to correlate that uh, to some degree to the, the money that you have and the resources that you have. Tim, I think about the the fact that there are only about 25% of the people, roughly, that have ever sat down and actually calculated how much income they need to have at retirement and actually have a plan put to paper. And that's that's a serious flaw that we have in our thinking about retirement. Well, I think it's a real scary percentage of only 25% actually know and have an idea of what they're going to need for retirement. The other 75%, I'm not sure what they're doing as far as going through life and I mean, maybe they're planning on working forever. I mean, that's one of the things that we hear oftentimes is people um, these days, they don't feel like they're ever going to be able to save enough. So they feel like they're going to keep working and keep working. But that's 75% of people, many of them with just a little tweaking maybe of what they are doing um, by a financial advisor, by someone that has some experience can get them on a road that they can actually retire one of these days. Shannon, I know your past career in the ministry really uh, does uh, really, I guess, testify to the fact that that planning is not only just a good thing to do, but it's something that that really, from a biblical standpoint, it's it's pointed out that that you should plan. Absolutely, God wants us to provide for the next generation. Wants to have. He talks about. Uh, leaving an inheritance for your children and that sort of thing. And and he has given us that kind of directive that we should plan and be thinking about those things. And we don't, you know, to Tim's point, people, some people think they are going to work forever. You still need to have a plan because you don't know what's going to come your way. Mm-hmm. Illness, death, you, you have no idea. So you need to have a plan in place. Financially speaking, retirement is not an asset problem. It is an income problem. And when you think about things being an income problem, you have to think about, okay, what could happen to disrupt that income? What is it that I could deal with? And, you know, we deal with market risk around here all the time. There are a lot of risks that that are present out there, but you've got to think about retiring at the wrong time. Uh, what is the wrong time to retire? Will you retire when you get to be 65, right? Is, that's there, what a lot of people think, right? That's what a lot of people <laughs> mm-hmm. think. But but you could retire into the wrong circumstances. You think about where we are in the market right now. We have had this long bull run. And, and Candace, we actually sat down with a, a client the other day and, and showed him the S&P 500 mm-hmm. history. And it is really profound when you look at that chart and understand how far up the S&P 500 has gone since 2009. Yeah, people these days and, and in the very near future very could uh, could be retiring into a, a, a down market. And so we can sit down and plan for that because that's what our plans do. We plan for the worst case scenario. Absolutely. And then the other thing, the other risk that you have in retirement is inflation risk. We've talked about on this, uh, I've talked about that fact on this show uh, many times that inflation is really the insidious silent killer of your retirement. Mm-hmm. You think about if you would go to work for someone and work for 20 or 30 years without a pay raise. Nobody would do that. No. No nobody would even think about doing Mm-mm. that. But when you retire without some plan to increase your income over time, that's exactly what you're setting yourself up for in retirement is a situation where you're going to run out of money because the cost are going to accelerate as time goes on. We're going to explore much more about what your number is on the Get Ready for the Future show. We love the fact that you've joined us today. We hope you'll stay with us as we continue on through the show and and be sure to stay with us toward the end. We're going to have a special giveaway for you as the Get Ready for the Future show continues 
in just a moment. We've got live events happening near you. Go to GetReadyForTheFuture.com slash events for a calendar and sign up now. We're back right after these messages. This is Scott Inman. At Genwell Financial Advisors, we understand that there should be more to retirement than just the size of your nest egg. Whether it's more time for family, a fresh start, or just stopping and enjoying life. Whatever it is for you, we know that your retirement should be more. With offices across Central Arkansas, there is a GenWealth location nearby. Call 501-653-7355 or visit us online to schedule an appointment and harness the power of more. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member FINRA SIPC. Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From GenWealth Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing. If we hear this one time a day, we probably hear it 10. When is the economy going to turn? What's going to happen with the market? Are, are we just about at the end? Is there a recession coming? Worry, worry, worry. Everybody right. has a worry about this, Janet. But this market, this economy just kind of keeps on chugging. And there's some good news that we want to share with you today about an area of the economy or a measurement of the economy that is looking really good. Yeah, we want to talk a little bit about productivity and this is non-farm productivity, and John, you and I were talking ahead of, the, of uh, this segment that we're looking at non-farm productivity because if we included all the work that farmers do, it would just be off the charts. So Says this the is, farmer's daughter. That's obviously. right. That's right. Um, Bloomberg didn't get a vote in this, so we're going to look <laughs> wow. at we're going to we look go. at non-farm productivity. That today. email is Janet at getreadyforthefuture.com. <laughs> that's so right. Go that's right, right ahead. So non-farm productivity, this is really, it's a key ingredient in keeping the aging economic cycle afloat. Uh, it's given us a nice bounce in 2019 towards in the, in the fourth quarter, and it may be just really a step in the right direction for us moving forward. Yeah, when you look at the annualized number, Janet, the uh, productivity in the United States bounced up 1.4% in the fourth quarter of 2019. Now, that doesn't sound like a big number, but when you uh, contrast it against the previous quarter, we were down about three and a half percent and so productivity is a big deal and it really shows that that we are moving in the right direction you're absolutely right so what this is really measuring is hourly output per worker and John you and I uh, we've spent a good bit of focus as business owners on capital improvements and employee training and we're seeing that really nationwide because uh, productivity increases typically come along with those things and it, it it's really interesting to to me as a business owner, not just a financial advisor, but as a business owner, when we see reports like this and we go, we're doing exactly that in our business. And yeah. so it is really a reflection of what's going on nationwide. Every time a business gets more productive, it means that their profits are going up and that equates to obviously earnings. And so earnings are doing fairly well as well. If you take a look at uh, the Corporate America's report on earnings in the fourth quarter, uh, they had good earnings and now the outlook for 2020 is positive as well. And there's also another report that's out that indicates that uh, a fresh eight-month high in a program called the Organization of Economic Cooperation and Development. It is a U.S. composite index of how things are going economically, right. and that's showing some some good signs as well. And when you think about the fact that, that uh, all of these, I guess, uh, statistical indicators are positive, and then you overlay that with the fact that good old American optimism is at right. an all-time high. As a matter of fact, Janet, small business optimism has remained near historic highs, and a recent Gallup poll uh, revealed that the number of Americans who said that they are better off today than a year ago hit its highest level since 1999. So think about that. We went through a lot of stuff between 1999 and oh today. Yeah. You think about all the recessions in the early 2000s and what have you, the 9-11 issue uh, that happened, and then the Great Recession that, that happened 2008. in 2008. You've got a, a big indicator there that things are, are really better than they have been in quite some time. And optimism plays a key role in that because – 
how you think about things is a big part of how things go. You're absolutely right. One last piece is corporate America delivered better than expected earnings results for the fourth quarter, had really good things to say regarding 2020 outlooks as well. So we feel good about where we are. Absolutely. And of course, we will keep you posted on things as they progress. But right now, all the indicators that we see show some positive things for the economy and this market continuing to chug along. That is the fastest four minutes in investing. The Get Ready for the Future show continues in just a moment. Don't miss a minute of the Get Ready for the Future show. Look for our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or visit GetReadyForTheFuture.com slash radio. We'll be right back. Do you have a burning question? Email info at GetReadyForTheFuture.com with your name, location, and question to get a response on the air from the Gen Wealth team. Now, back to the Get Ready for the Future show. There are a lot of opportunities here at Gen Wealth Financial Advisors for you to grow your knowledge about retirement investments and your money. And we've got those opportunities at hand for you coming up in Destination Retirement. It is a brand new workshop that we've got that is designed to teach you the seven steps that are necessary for you to arrive at retirement prepared and ready to go. Destination Retirement is going to happen on February 27th at 630 at the Benton Events Center. And you that uh, workshop is absolutely free of charge and you can go to getreadyforthefuture.com and register on the events tab. Also, the same workshop, Destination Retirement, will do that on March 5th in West Little Rock at the Crown Plaza Hotel at 6.30. Again, uh, go to getreadyforthefuture.com. I'm excited about these workshops because it's a brand new presentation of some of the key information, guys, that is necessary for people to understand about retirement. And one of the things that we can kind of expand on and grow our conversation today on the show is the idea, this idea, let's go back to the uh, idea of retiring at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. There's not a wrong time about uh, in which you can retire. It's just retiring into the wrong circumstances. Right, the wrong market. Right. So where we've been in a long bull run for, what, over 10 years now, what if we have a downturn? What if you're retiring into a market that's going down and you're going to start taking income from that? That could spiral completely out of control. One of the uh, things that we illustrate this in, in a way that we illustrate this, Tim, is uh, we have a couple of characters named James and Joe. And we ta- tell the story about James and Joe. Of course, they're fictional char- uh, fictitious characters, I should say. But the story is actually very real as far as the numbers are concerned, because they both retire with a lot of money but they both have completely different experiences in retirement. So put some legs on that for us. Yeah, so we look at these guys and we we see that they each start at the same place as far as when they retire, and that's having $500,000 in their retirement accounts. The only difference is that they really retire 10 years apart. And so I think it's Joe that starts out retired um, earlier and Based on the market he retired into it with um, taking out 5% of the um, balance of that account each year, giving himself some small raises, he will actually run out of money after 18 years. As opposed to his friend who retired 10 years later, um, he retired into a market that was actually going up. And during that time when that market was going up, he was able to, 18 years later, have $1.2 million in his retirement accounts. He was still pulling out the 5% each year and giving himself raises. But just due to the time timing difference, that 10-year period of time, uh, one of them came out much, much better than the other. And here's the key, folks. As, as you hear that story, the question that you need to ask yourself is, what kind of market am I going to retire into? If you're thinking about retirement over the next say year, two years, three years, you've got to believe that there are fewer years of growth ahead of you in this bull market that we have, as opposed to those that are behind you. And when you think about the fact that around the next corner could be the next downturn, could be the next recession, could be the next bear market, you have to ask yourself, do you have a plan, number one, Do you have a written plan on paper, on purpose? And secondly, is that plan programmed so that you will have retirement income regardless of what may be happening in the market? 
I can tell you guys that that the traditional uh, idea behind this 60-40 split between stocks and bonds may not be the answer because it wasn't the answer for James and Joe. Joe uh, is in a situation where, you know, he's run out of money in retirement and living probably on Social Security. And we've seen that happen in reality here at, at GenWealth, where people have come to us following the 2000, 2001, 2002 recession, their portfolios were in shambles. Mm-hmm. And they were facing running out of money in retirement in a very near term. And unfortunately, we really couldn't do anything at that point to help those folks. And I think that's where a plan could have come in and and been very uh, beneficial to them back when they got started. If they'd had the proper plan, then they might not be in that situation. Yeah. And then you got to think about, we talked about inflation a little bit as well earlier. Well, what if prices go up? Does your plan also uh, plan for increases and getting raises in retirement, just like you would in a job? You still want to get those raises because you could be retired for 20, 30, 30 years, right? Well, Prices are going to go up in 30 years. They have between the last 30 years, right? So we've got a plan for those as well. Shannon, I want to turn to you for just a second. And we, we talk about this almost in sterile terms, but but in reality, when you know people that all they're living on is maybe Social Security, maybe a small amount of savings, not only are they constrained from a financial standpoint, they're really every day living on the edge. They are, and, and there's a lot of fear with that kind of living. I mean, you don't know if you're gonna be able to buy medication or if you're gonna be able to eat. What You know, there's just so many variables at play that there is just a lot of fear and no one needs to live in fear like that. Yeah, I, I agree, and, and that's one of the things, Tim, that we try to avoid. We try to put, as much as we can, some degree of certainty uh, toward what your income's gonna look like in the future. Right. When we actually do the plan, I think Candace alluded to it earlier, we're looking at usually worst case scenarios. I mean, we are looking at using rates of return that we feel are conservative um, because what we are going to do is we're going to segment those investments out. So we're not going to just go with a standard 60-40, um, 60% equities, 40% bonds. What we really want to do is we want to segment that money out. So for the first five, 10 years of retirement, that money is going to be in more conservative investments. We're not expecting great, great rates of return on that, but we don't want to lose that principle either. We want to make sure that monthly income is going to be there. And we're also going to have money that's further out that's not needed for 15, 20 years into retirement because we have to be thinking if we retire at 60 or 65, there's a really good chance we're going to be living to 90 or longer. And so we want to make sure that there's money out there that's going to be able to get the strong rates of return that maybe the S&P 500 has delivered over the last 80 years or so. Guys, when I think about what Tim has just said, I think about the word balance. You know, you get some people who come in and they are pedal to the metal. They've got to, to get the best rate of return possible on every dime of their money. And they want 100% of it invested all the time. And if it's not making 20% a year, they're not happy. And then you have those folks that come in and they don't want to lose a dime. It does not (laughs) matter if they only make a small amount of interest, if you will, on that money. They just don't want to lose anything. And I would submit that both of those people are very much at the extreme and very much in the wrong for uh, actually a couple of different reasons. Yeah, we got to be somewhere in the middle because if you're all in conservative because you don't want to lose a dime, well, you're not keeping up with inflation, right? You're going backwards. You're going backwards. But if you are all in growth mode and that's it and that's what you're banking on your income for, well, what happens if there's a market downturn? You don't have anything keeping you afloat. So both extremes are dangerous. We have to have a balance to your portfolio. So I want to take a minute to talk about that that side of the equation that Candace just mentioned. Let's think about the fact that, that if you're ready to retire and the market starts going down, So the market is going to affect the value of your portfolio, so it's going to drop. But then secondly, you're gonna take a withdrawal to take the income that you're needing for retirement. This is not an optional thing, this is what's replacing your paycheck when you retire. So you lay on top of the market downturn that withdrawal that you take from that investment, and all of a sudden you have what is at least in the makings, Tim, what we call the death spiral of a financial account, and it is technically called reverse dollar cost averaging. Right, if we're having to sell um, shares of a mutual fund or shares of a stock when it's going down, that's the exact opposite of what we wanna do when we're actually accumulating. We wanna take advantages of, 
when the stock goes down or the mutual funds go down when we're accumulating. But when we are selling for retirement income, we want to control when we sell things. We want to control and sell things when they are high. So then we can take some of those gains and move them back maybe into the conservative areas. But if we're going to be completely conservative um, all the time, like Candace said, we're not going to keep up with inflation. But if we are very risky in our investments and all of a sudden we're down 25, 30 percent in a year and we've taken out 5 percent, we are in that debt spiral. We are going to be in a place where it's going to be very difficult for us to catch up, if, especially if we have two or three years of a flat market at that point. All of these things that we're talking about on the show today are addressed as someone comes in to join us for retirement planning and that type of thing. It is called the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process. It is simply our best efforts at trying to deal with the risk that we're sharing with you today. The Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process is driven from an education basis. We want to educate you about the things that are out there in retirement that you may not have faced during your accumulation years. The risks are very, very different when you're ready to retire than they are when you're accumulating money. As a matter of fact, you think about what Tim just talked about, this reverse dollar cost averaging. Dollar cost averaging on the accumulation side is good. It is good for you. You are accumulating dollars. You're putting money into an account. And you are, if the market goes down, you're able to buy a larger number of shares of whatever it is that you may be buying. But as the market continues to go up and up and up, you buy fewer shares as time goes on. But dollar cost averaging works on the accumulation side. It works against you on the decumulation side. If the market goes down, you have to sell more shares of that particular investment in order to generate the needed income, or you have to reduce the amount of income that uh, you're taking for your retirement paycheck, if you will. And Tim, I don't know anybody that really wants to reduce the amount of income that they have in retirement. When you retire, you retire on an amount of money that you need to pay your bills. Yeah, I haven't talked to anyone that's come into our offices and said, you know, I'd like to make less next year. That's just something that we don't hear. You know, we know that things are going to be more expensive over time. We really want to build in some type of inflation hedge, you know, make sure we are going to give you more money because, you know, some things may go away. You may pay off your mortgage. We'll calculate that in because you, you may lose that $1,000, $1,500 monthly payment at some point in time. But there's going to be other things that replace it. Health care cost, a long term care cost. I mean, something that seems like is always coming into play that was going to replace a gain that maybe we have made by paying off a debt. Shannon, I would I would venture a guess that a variable compensation plan at GenWealth that was based on the rate of return of the S and P five hundred probably would not go over real well with with most of our team, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So think about that, folks. Do you want to be in a situation where your compensation, your income in retirement, is dictated by what the market does? I think not. If you want to take advantage of the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process, give us a call, 501-653-7355. That's 501-653-7355. Our new client introduction specialist, Anna Olive, will be set to visit with you about your situation and match you up with a Gen Wealth advisor near you. We've got offices across the state of Arkansas and a little bit into Northwest Louisiana, Bossier City, Louisiana as well. So we would love to visit with you about the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process. Back in a moment. There are only three things you can count on in life. Death, taxes, and the Get Ready for the Future show on Saturdays. Back with more after this break. Education-driven, strategy-based, team-delivered. That's how we roll on the Get Ready for the Future show, and we're back for more. I want to welcome everyone in that's uh, watching us on Facebook today and YouTube. Uh, we love having the opportunity to share our thoughts with you about retirement investments and your money on the Get Ready for the Future show. And speaking of sharing of thoughts, back about a little over a year ago, we released this book, Your Retirement Should Be More. Uh, Janet and I uh, sat down and thought, you know, there's got to be a way to kind of put down on paper where somebody maybe in an evening or two could read through a book and really understand all the aspects that they need to be focused on in retirement. And what we have seen over the years is that retirement has been all about a number. It's been all about 
how much money do I have in my investments, in my 401k and all of that type of thing. But this book clearly points out that retirement is more than just investments. And so on today's show, we're going to do a couple of things. One, we're going to explore some of that with you and continue to do that uh, through the balance of the show. But we want to give away copies of Your Retirement Should Be More. So uh, for the first five people that email us at info, I-N-F-O, at getreadyforthefuture.com and just say, I want the book, we will send you out a copy of Your Retirement Should Be More. Now, don't just email us and say, I want the book, Candace. They got to give us uh, an address and <laughs> that type of thing and maybe a phone number that we can contact you to be sure that, that you've gotten your book. But if you will email us your contact information and just say, I want the book, we'll get you out a copy of Your Retirement should be more. And I think that, that this is for the folks that want to go through the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process. This is the education part of that process. Yeah, the book will explain exactly um, our process, our philosophy on investing and retirement income planning. It's a very easy read. Um, so yeah, go, come get your copy today. So info at getreadyforthefuture.com. First five people to email us will get a copy of the book, Your Retirement Should Be More. Guys, we were talking a little bit uh, earlier about the fact that, that nobody wants to live just on Social Security. Social Security was never intended to be the retirement source for everyone. It was intended to be basically a supplement. And when you think about people who are subsisting I'll, I'll call it on Social Security and maybe a little bit of savings. Shannon, you brought up fear, and and that fear is rightly born. And people have a fear of running out of money and putting themselves in that position. Yeah, I mean, Social Security, like you said, it was never designed to to cover everyone. It was for worst case scenario, um, and now it's kind of become uh, everybody's thing. And we thought, well, that's just going to be plenty there. There's not. There's not plenty to go around. We need to be planning for our own. You know, I've seen a lot of talk on social media about Social Security changing the retirement age. And and when people look at that, they think, oh, my gosh, I can't retire until then. Oh, my gosh, like this is a big deal and that Social Security is going to dictate that. Well, Social Security was never meant to be to tell you when to retire is right. meant to supplement you in your retirement. That's right. Yeah, I think that there's a, a little bit of an independence thing there that you you got to say, look, the government doesn't tell me when I'm going to retire. I tell myself when I'm going to retire. And yes, there is a resource from the government that will be available at a certain time and for a certain amount of money. But Tim, it's really up to us to be able to accumulate the money and plan for that income that we need to retire at at the time that we want to retire as it relates to our job. Exactly. Um, you know, a lot of people are in jobs that they really don't want to be in. Um, some people also are in jobs where they love them. I mean, they, I love what I do. I love working with people and helping them get to retire and, you know, that's meet a, their dreams. That's and a good answer. Me too, answer, right? Me too. They're all there, right? <laughs> yeah. so, but, you know, there are a lot of people that um, they are looking at that age of social security and and that's all they're trying to get to they're trying to get to either 62 when you can first take it but it's going to be a greatly reduced amount or maybe 66 or 67 whatever that full retirement age is but that social security like we've been talking should only be a portion of really our retirement being able to save and invest through your company's retirement plan um, that is going to give you options of when you can retire because that's what's going to be coupled with social security and some of the other assets that you may have to really be able to tell us what is that date? What is that year that you'll be able to actually step away from that job, whether you hate it or not? Um, it gives you options. Yeah. When, when you are bound up, if you will, by the, the thought process of what happens if I outlive my money, the antidote to fear, that fear and all the other fears that you have in retirement is planning. It is very much planning. It is education. It is strategy. And it is working with a financial coach. And guys, that's the gen wealth difference here. That's why we do what we do is that, number one, we know that people need to be educated about the details of retirement. I'll tell you who educates most people these days. It's pop culture. It is it is, you know, what you see on Twitter or some article that you read in a newspaper or something along that line. And guys, none of that has any relevance 
to you and your particular situation. Most of the time, those articles, Shannon, are quoting what I like to call rules of dumb. They, they really are not things that, that really are pertaining to you and your situation. Right. And they, they're touching on emotion. They're trying to drive you with emotional uh, responses. And so if this is the hottest thing or, or you avoid this, do this, uh, they want to scare you or want to make you angry. We make decisions out of emotion. And if we can neutralize that and think logically about our future, it would be very beneficial to us. Tim, I also think about the fact that people want things to be easy. You know, uh, what was the popular easy button? We did the show a couple of weeks ago right. on, on easy button, and, and everybody just wants simple. I just want it to be very, very simple. Retirement's not simple. Retirement is complex. And you can make it easy, but you have to do that through educating yourself. And secondly, having a strategy, just these uh, pop culture, you know, oh, well, just do this. The 4% rule is the thing I think about that, that a lot of people lean on is, but, oh, well, this is just easy. I'll just withdraw 4%. That is not a strategy. No, it works until it doesn't work like we've talked earlier. When the uh, assets run out, you can no longer take that 4%. I mean, we live in a, a day and age where there is just so much information. And you say, you know, we can go out there and we can Google and we can find thousands and thousands of articles on one topic. And they're going to tell you different things. And being able to actually have someone who can sit down with you and coach you through um, and be able to decipher exactly what you need to know out of those things and be able to get you on the right path is what a financial coach, financial advisor can actually do for us. Yeah. And John, you mentioned people want it to be quick and easy because they think that there's this perfect investment product out there. There's this hot stock that's going to get them there. Well, it takes time and it takes consistency, not just that perfect investment product that's you know out there. I, I love a story that Janet tells about meeting with a client one time. And she, this client was just adamant that they wanted a mutual fund that consistently produced a 12% rate of return. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Janet said, okay, let's, let's be clear here. If I were a zookeeper and I had a unicorn, <laughs> do you think I'd keep the unicorn locked up in the closet back here someplace? Or do you think I'd put it out there on display and, and sell more tickets to get in to see the unicorn? You know, well, yeah, you'd put it out here, right? right? Well, if I had a 12% mutual fund that p- produced 12% every year, don't you think I'd be talking to you about it right, right. now? <laughs> That's exactly right. They just don't <laughs> exist. I don't care who says what about a 12% mutual fund. Long term, the market's going to, you know, has historically at least produced somewhere in the neighborhood of an average of 10 to 12% long, long term. But there are times when the market is down 20, 30, 40%. There are things that you have to understand that there is no panacea. There is no magic bullet out there. And that's why you put a plan together. That's why you pre-plan and and deal and try to manage some of those risks that are out there, Tim. Yeah, we have to plan for it. And I think one of the things that we touched on a little bit is, you know, the fear of outliving our money. And we need to have some investment that is going to definitely provide us income no matter what the market does over a long period of time. And what we are going to look for is in our floor, our guaranteed income sources. You know, we're going to look at Social Security. We're going to look at the pension if there is one, uh, anything else that you might be receiving. But, you know, there might be a private pension that needs to be had. And that's through an annuity product of some sort that's going to put the onus back on an insurance company to provide you a monthly income for the rest of your life, no matter how long you live. I love the way that you put that, Tim, is that you're putting the onus on the insurance company to take the risk off of you. Because there are essentially four ways that you can deal with risk in particularly retirement. So let's first of all talk about the fact that you can avoid risk. You you think you can, but you really can't because as sure as you try to avoid the risk of market volatility, you're going to run straight into inflation. Mm-hmm. The minute you try to avoid uh, inflation, then you're going to run into some market volatility because the two are are almost as this counterbalance to each other. So avoiding risk is is really not the way to do it. The second thing is that you could accept the risk. You could clearly say, I've got enough money. It doesn't matter. I'll accept this risk. I'm going to live on less. You know, it's fine. I accept it. Yeah, you could could accept that risk. And if you've got enough resources, you could probably do that. But the chances are, at some point in time, that risk is going to bite you because most people are not bulletproof enough to accept the risk. 
The third and fourth things that, that you could do to deal with risk, we really do adhere to these principles. One is to manage the risk, and the other is to transfer the risk. Tim just talked about transferring a certain amount of risk that you have in retirement to an insurance company that is going to guarantee payment to you for the rest of your life. Think about a pension. That's what a pension does. That's why most people that have jobs that have pensions, they actually take less pay so they can actually get a pension when they retire. I have government workers come in all the time and go, you know what, the, the pay's not great, the environment's not all that great, but the benefits, especially the retirement benefits, are outstanding, and that is true. Oh, that's definitely true. We see a lot of people that are in government jobs, teaching jobs, um, but you know they may not have the salaries that they deserve right now because i mean most of those folks are hard workers and mm -hmm. could go elsewhere and make a higher salary but the retirement benefits that go along with those um, government jobs right now um, far out um, exceed almost anyone else that we work with so as you think about your retirement think about how you are addressing those risks are you trying to ignore it are you trying to avoid it are you trying to accept it or do you have a plan for managing that risk? Or do you have a plan for transferring that risk? It is a, a bit of a, a complex situation that you want to work through with a financial advisor who can coach you through the process. You can do that here at Genwealth Financial Advisors. Give us a call here today, 501-653-7355. If you are thinking about retirement in the next few years, you owe it to yourself to have a plan on paper, on purpose, that charts your course toward retirement. We're going to continue the conversation on the Get Ready for the Future show in just a moment. Stay with us. There's more straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money right after the break. Stick around. A smarter, simpler, more personal approach to retirement continues with the Get Ready for the Future show. I want to thank our cast on the Get Ready for the Future show today. Uh, Scott Inman and Janet Walker both out today. So I have uh, uh, gone around and, and rounded up everybody that I could to, to be on the show. So uh, we thank you for being with us today. And uh, hopefully you're, you're understanding a little bit more about a couple things. One is the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process. There needs to be a process to you getting to that ultimate replacement of your paycheck that you earn every two weeks to a paycheck that comes in whether you're working or not. And so the general ready to retire process is here for you. We help our clients walk through that process and understand the complexities of retirement and help you to understand the things that you need to do to get ready for that. So as we wrap up the show today, as we uh, move into our final segment, guys, I think that if you think about uh, over the last 10 years, we have used some software that helps to illustrate our bucketing strategy, if you will, our segmented, time-segmented uh, uh, strategy for withdrawing money in retirement. It is called the Income for Life model, and, and we have produced an Income for Life model for virtually every retirement client that we have here at GenWealth, and that's been going on for over 10 years. And I think it's important that we talk about the risk that the IFLM does actually address in, in the preparation of those for our clients. Risk number one is this thing that we've talked about, Tim, of retiring at the wrong time. Uh, that would petrify me if you told me that I was about to do something at the wrong time. And, and I would be like, okay, so what do I do? And so how do we go about addressing that risk so people do have some comfort in terms of trying to step off into retirement? Well, a lot of retiring at the wrong time goes back to what is the market going to do over the next number of years? And um, you know, we don't have that crystal ball to know for sure. We wish we did. Um, so really what we're going to try to do is we're going to de try to determine when we sell the uh, funds and the investments that we do have. We want to make sure that we do segment that money out conservative to more aggressive um, growth oriented on the back end over that 25, 30 year retirement. And so what we're trying to do is make sure that whatever um, or whenever you do decide to retire, that we are planning for that, that we're not going to just go at a whim and keep everything invested in maybe growth equity, growth stock equity, mutual funds 
and have that potential to lose 20, 25, 30% right off the bat. When I think about this, guys, I think about uh, everyone has seen the pretty little pie charts that you get on your statements, you know, the asset allocation charts, and you've got stocks, bonds, uh, government securities, international, you name it, it's in there. And you, each of those little slivers make up the, the whole of the pie. When I, when I think about the income for life model and what we do through the bucketing or segmenting strategy, I think about almost like an orange. You know, when you, as a kid, you'd peel an orange, get it down, the peel off of it, and then break that orange open, and it would lay out very, very flat like this. And you would have different segments of that orange. And if you think about what we do in the income for life model, we start eating that orange over here and start with this first segment and then go to the second, the third, the fourth, and then the fifth. That's what we do in terms of the allocation strategy that we use because it really is more than allocation. It's really asset dedication. We're dedicating certain assets to certain periods of time in your retirement timeline. Yeah. And it pretty much addresses the three big risks, right? The first risk, uh, retiring at the wrong time. So we're gonna, the solution to that is to transfer um, that risk to an insurance company to make sure that your required income is, um, is satisfied by guaranteed income for the rest of your life, no matter what. And then risk number two is prices going up. That also addresses inflation because we know that we know we know that in, that inflation is gonna be a factor and that prices are gonna go up for all of the things that we need in retirement too. Absolutely. And then the third risk is running out of money. Uh, having a guaranteed source of income in retirement is, is incredibly critical. Also, being able to offset or backstop some of the spend expenditures that you have. Tim, that's the, one of the most unique things about the, the ready to retire process and the income for life model is that even if you live for 20 or 25 years, we program in what I like to call a backstop. Just think about a baseball diamond in the backstop back here that stops the ball from going any further. We have a backstop of an investment segment that actually does accumulate over time and provides liquidity even after you've spent a good bit of your retirement money. Yeah, we call that the investment segment of the income for life model. And you know, we, we kind of joke with people when we first get to meet them and they were talking about retirement, what they want to do. Um, but we also, we joke about, you know, how long are you going to live? Um, some people, we, we usually plan out to age 90. We've had some clients um, recently want to plan out to 100. Others laugh and say they're never going to make it that far. So we say, you know, if we knew exactly when God was going to take you from this earth, we could provide the most perfect income for life model plan um, that we could. But we really don't know. So we do have what's called the investment segment. We're going to let that grow over time. And it's really twofold. It's one, if you do live past that age of 90 or whatever it is that we plan for, it is that backstop. We are going to have assets there that we can really start that income and continue it um, with that money because it is income for life. The other part is we have clients that come in and the legacy is something that they really want to make sure is in place. They want to pass on some money to kids. So that legacy is um, also built into that investment bucket. So when you think about the whole process that we uh, take on here at GenWealth, as we've said, we call it the ready to retire process. If you really want to get in depth about the ready to retire process, then email us today. Info at getreadyforthefuture.com. First five people to, in, to email us today will get a copy of this book called Your Retirement Should Be More. You need to be reading this book. If you're, let's say, within five to 10 years of retirement, there are some steps that you need to seriously consider in this book because it could be the difference between you making it in retirement and you not making it in retirement. Tim, I know that I have learned over the years so many things that nobody ever taught me about retirement. Uh, nobody ever sat down and said, John, uh, at an early age, you need to know these things about this future that you're planning for yourself. And at some point in time, you're going to be too old to work and you're going to be too old to, to generate income. So you need to have funds set aside that will generate an income for you, whether you're working or not. No one ever had a handbook to do that. I think we have that in Your Retirement Should Be More. I think it's a great book and it's an easy read. Um, like you mentioned, just a few nights and you can get through it. It um, opens your mind up a little bit more to what uh, we really see retirement being. It's more than just the investments. And it's really everything else that goes along with that. It's your hopes and dreams kind of, you know, you need to start thinking about what does retirement look like? We always tell people, well, you want to retire to something. I mean, if you retire and just quit your job and you don't have anything really planned out, 
then you're gonna have a lot of time on your hands. There's a lot of practical things in the book and and we'll probably be looking for like that aha moment when somebody's reading it because there are things that, oh yeah, I didn't think about that that are in there and that we plan for. Yeah, I don't think you, you're looking for a panacea. You're, you're looking for building blocks. Yeah. I think you're looking for a step-by-step process to get you where you want to go. There is no magic wand out there that is going to say, all right, if you do this one thing, your retirement is going to be great. Mm-hmm. I, I've been in this industry for now 32 years, and I can testify to you that that panacea is not there. Stop looking for it. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your efforts. It's not there. What you're looking for is a process. The process here at GenWealth is called the GenWealth Ready to Retire process. So you come in, sit down with us, and you share with us some of the things that's going on in your world financially. We get to know you and what your retirement needs to look like and what you want it to look like. And then we begin to share our principles and strategies. They will all come from this book. There is no question about what you're going to get. It's all down in pay, on paper here at GenWealth. You come in and there is a process to it. It's called the ready to retire process. Then our team of advisors go to work. We have a team of advisors work with every retirement client that comes through the door, helping you to really be sure that there are a lot of eyes on your situation and understanding what the process is and making sure that we get it right. Then we collaborate together and make sure that we've covered all the bases to harness this power of more that we've talked about. And then the relationship continues. It's not a transaction. It is literally a relationship that goes on throughout your retirement. We met with a client just today, uh, Candace, that's been with us for nine or 10 years and he comes in every month for, I'm sorry, every year for his annual review just to check things out. Really not a big deal, just being sure that he's still on on track. Yeah, and he uh, uh, talked about the show today. He uh, likes to tune in, and he's really happy that we're on Facebook Live now, too. He says that gives him more opportunity to see us, so that was pretty cool. Uh, Uh, But yeah, he's been with us a a long time and still comes in to make sure he's checking, and he's tracking on his plan, because that's what we do. Okay, so... There there we go. There's our uh, final bell there. Let's uh, jump into our final thoughts for just a moment. Think about your retirement number, not as a large number, a million dollars, two million dollars. That can seem overwhelming. What you want to do is you want to focus on what your income need is in retirement. Very critical what that income need is. What is it going to take to pay the bills during retirement? And then Think about your wants, the things that you want to do in retirement. Obviously, it's going to be limited by the amount of assets that you have, but clearly there are some things that you can achieve that are above the basic living expenses. And so that's something that that you definitely want to do. And then, Tim, I think you go to work at, at engineering that plan uh, off of those things that you need and want to do. Absolutely. We have, once we know what, what you need and want to do, or you need know what you want uh, need and want to do, um, that's when we can really determine where you are, what assets are you going to have available in retirement? Do we need to increase the um, maybe the contribution to the 401k or re- retirement plan, maybe a, a Roth IRA or something like that, that you can pull out tax-free in retirement? Um, so you know, once we have all those things and we're able to determine um, what you want to do, then we can actually that, do that reverse engineering and figure out what is that asset number? What is your number that um, and how big does it need to be? Absolutely. If you want to know more about our process, join us for Destination Retirement. It is coming up on February 27th at 630 at the Benton Event Center. Also, Destination Retirement is going to be at the West Little Rock Crown Plaza March 5th at 630. There is absolutely no cost ever to attend one of the Gen Wealth Academy workshops. Give us a call at 501-653-7355 to register, or you can go online to getreadyforthefuture.com forward slash events and register there. That's going to do it for this week's edition of the Get Ready for the Future show. For the entire cast on the show uh, and all of the Gen Wealth employees, thank you for being with us. We'll look forward to seeing you next week at this time. The Gen Wealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 501-653-7355. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. Gen Wealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas-registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of Gen Wealth Financial Advisors, and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general information only. 